So, chanting and uh, living on my own at this moment, a few months. So obviously I don't have any community to chant with, which is a bit of a loss because in chanting uh, there's a sense of harmony. You chant together, you listen to each other, you get the sounds rise and there's a sense of the voice is collected, your voice is collected to everybody else's voice. So you get a sense of the group resonance. It's just such a beautiful thing to experience harmony, literally harmony, (laughs) with other human beings. You know, straight away. If you listen, you tune in, you get it. And wow, that's how good it could feel if we could do that. <laughs> and, and why, why don't we do it? <laughs> well, because <laughs> we don't listen adequately and we don't speak adequately. <laughs> you know, um, uh, really chanting, it's your whole body speaks. You have to get the breath, the body to resonate and the resonances. So this is why, of course, the teachings were always spoken because it's the whole body expresses the teaching. Mm. Yeah. And uh, there's something about that because when your whole body expresses it, you, you're not telling lies. You're, being, you're absolutely exactly where you are. It's not, well, maybe, but it sort of depends how you feel. No, it's there, right? That's it, you know? And how many things can you do that with, right? How many things could you really just do that with? It's going to be truth, isn't it? You can't do this with supposition and maybe and manipulation and trying to just be polite. You've got to do it from a sense of real present truth, yeah? Why it's, um, and what can you say in truth? May you be well, may I be well. Um, May suffering cease. Uh, May there be clarity, may there be honesty. You know, we can say these things in truth, can't we? We say these truths and you feel, yes, that's right. Now, who you are and who I am, what you think, and it's all, that's secondary. Let's just speak our truth. And maybe we hear that in each other. The sense of, okay, now we know who we are and where we are. We'll work out the details from there. It's such a beautiful thing to to experience the fullness of chanting. And of course, in this um, you know, in this ritual form, we're also recollecting certain things, you know, for our long-lasting welfare and happiness. Yeah. The Buddha teaches for a long-lasting welfare and happiness. These are just one little phrase. And you do the chanting, sometimes you just get one phrase in all that, you recollecting. That's it. Do I practice for my true welfare and happiness? Or am I somewhat kind of deluded? running the wrong race, climbing the wrong tree, yeah, climbing the wrong mountain even. A lot of effort, but it's just the wrong mountain. <laughs> and so this causes us to recollect this, you know, you start where you start, you stay with the groundedness, the presence, the honesty where you start, 
and you walk with that. That's called the middle way. Okay, so I, I find it just a, a recollection of what it is to be Sangha, you know, honourable, upright, straightforward, direct, integrity, what it takes to be that, what that means to me. So really trying to get these values embodied and to feel them in, the, in your body, that's where you get the truth of it. So truth is not just verbal accuracy, it means resonant presence. And don't you feel in your heart? So uh, let's take a little time in silence now. <clears throat> and um, uh, and partly we, we chant in order to begin to touch into that, that sense of presence and embodiment. Mm. Embodiment. Mm. Because this is the touchstone of truth, a real practical truth, non-theoretical, practical, realised truth. It's embodied. So, the Buddha says, contemplating the body internally, externally. Why mm. the body internally, externally? Breathing, one knows the breathing internally, externally. And often this is expressed as, oh, you, you know it in other people, you know it in yourself. I don't think that's correct, frankly. I can't make any use of that. I've never contemplated anybody else's breathing. I've never known anybody else contemplate somebody else's breathing. <laughs> so, you know, can you imagine it? <laughs> Studying somebody else's breathing. <laughs> and even if I did, so what? But what about if it means the external signs of breathing, that's the movement of the muscles, yeah? That which, you know, you, you, you know, can be detected externally that my body is swelling and subsiding. Hmm? Maybe there's the, the nostrils are being touched by air. That, that's the external, yeah? Because that's not breath, is it? That's the external aspect of what, it, what breath is caused by. That's important. And the internal is the sense of something flowing and swelling. Right? The two obviously go together. As the external body, the physicality, you know, expands and opens, the internal qualities move through. And it's getting first of all the external, because if your body is tightly constricted externally, it's not going to be able to breath, it's going to be able to operate internally very well. So we just start because you can't take the external state of the body for granted. It may look the same, but actually when you come down to what you're experiencing it as, it can be quite hard, contracted, unbalanced, stagnant. So this is why we use the posture. You know, the whole body, so it comes into balance. Mm, simple word. Yeah. So the legs, the tail, the spine are doing what they should do. Let's pick a little more energy in those, less energy in the shoulders. 
and the face, you don't need much there at all, and the chest, getting the arms slightly away from the side of the body, just enough to let the chest feel it can expand easily. Yeah. And most of us will need to put more attention into firming up the basis. This is the pelvic girdle, the lower back. Just bring attention there. And soften your awareness of your shoulders, your, particularly your face. You don't need anything there. So you redress the way your body is framed externally. Breathing from the base of the body and as you go further up it gets more open and more open and more open. The face is then very light. Very light. It doesn't, it knows it doesn't pull the air in just allows it to move through. When the face is light, it's also sensitive and you experience a certain flush. Breathing in and breathing out. So your out breath, as your breath is breathing out, just feeling what's happened externally slight compression in the abdomen and then the release in the abdomen that allows the inhalation to rise check what's happening in your chest across the top of the chest it's non-constrictive open the throat relaxing the face and then the pause, the open state, until the breathing descends again. External is balanced. Then the internal qualities can suffuse by themselves. You don't need to do anything. You don't have to do anything apart from stay with it. So that helps to relax the mind, the doing mind. And we become more the feeling mind, the receptive mind, the internal aspect of mind. The internal aspect of behind is, is not about behavior, it's about receptivity. The external aspect of mind is behavior, what we do. Internal aspect is how we receive. Very important to go together. More receptive internally, more gentle and agile externally. Behavior becomes non-forceful, mm, clear. 
The more you act like that, the more your internal qualities of mind also mirror that. This is karma. So let's follow some of these suggestions. You find yourself getting lost in the mind internally. It's time to just focus a little more on the external aspect of the body. That's the sense of the physicality of it. Grounding. Still feel a bit confused, lost, keep your eyes open. Get a little more external. Steadying the eyes are open, but the focus is wide. The eyes are held lightly and still. Finding the balance. And because we're not doing very much, our directive mind can feel a little bit agitated, should be doing something. Say, well, what you should be doing, if you like, is just holding, listening, caring, caring, interested. Do that. Release expectation, do that.
release judgment and comparison and go directly to what's being sensed as it is now. How is that? Directive mind, if it needs direction, just tell it, ask it to name very simply one part of the body you can directly feel. Stay with that through the process of an inhalation and an exhalation. Listening, caring, Can, if it's possible to widen like you're stretching a sheet of awareness over the entire form externally how breathing affects that how it affects breathing And internally span of the form expansion the tingling the subsiding softening so forth the two together
So we'll uh, lift our attention and uh, open up the sense fields where we are now, how it is now. Move the body if it needs to move. And where have we been? Okay. 